This is EarthWise for Saturday, July 17th. Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the element of rain. I have a particular fondness for rain. I like to walk in the woods while it's raining, hear the rain tapping on the leaves, smell the earth releasing its scent as it gets wet. Later, when I'm back in my house, I like to listen to the rain pattering on the roof. It seems to say, I am raining now, so nothing is expected of you. You can just relax. But I acknowledge that not everyone enjoys the rain as much as I do. The poet Alfred Lord Tennyson wrote about the useful trouble of rain, describing the ambivalence of many people toward this necessary natural phenomenon. We need rain to grow our food and fill our aquifers, but it may seem inconvenient when it interferes with our plans for being outdoors. And we have largely lost our appreciation of the spiritually nourishing nature of rain. We focus instead on its utilitarian and scientific qualities. How many inches have fallen? Will it reduce the forest fire danger? Will it cause flooding? Rain is defined as the precipitation of water droplets that have a diameter greater than 0.02 inches. If water droplets are smaller, it's called drizzle. Rain falls in concentrations of from 3 to 30 droplets per square or cubic foot. The difference between light and heavy rain. Heavy rain is sometimes called raining cats and dogs. Ancient peoples also had utilitarian perspectives on rain, gained from generations of observation and experience, but they also had a reverence for rain as a sacred element that nurtured and sustained life. In classical Greece, rain was equated with the male energy that fertilized Mother Earth. The Greek poet Aeschylus observed that the rain falling from the sky impregnates the earth so that she gives birth to plants and grain for man and beast. Rain gods were invented to enact this fertilization. But eventually, rain gods were superseded by storm gods who, in addition to bringing rain, also banged their hammers to make thunder and hurled lightning bolts about in flashes of dominance. They became sexual predators of goddesses and mortal women, turning rain from a blessing to an attack. But archaeological evidence shows <clears throat> that our ancestors in much earlier times believed that the goddess was the source of life-giving rain. Rain was equated with the divine milk that flowed from her breasts, giving both nourishment and solace. Hundreds of figurines have been found painted with vertical, wavy, and zigzag lines, making the gentle flow of the water of life, of rain, from her breasts, mouth, and eyes. I like to walk in the rain, feeling this water of life on my face and hands. I like to reflect on the fact that this rain condenses and falls to the earth because of gravity, because the earth itself is drawing it down to her body. And I also like to reflect on how rain connects us here in Maine with other places because of how it is formed. 
moisture evaporates from oceans, lakes, and streams, and from the land itself. This moisture rises up to the sky and forms clouds, and the winds carry it thousands of miles until it is drawn down again to the earth as rain. Imagine we could be touching the waters of the Pacific as it falls on our outstretched hands. Water from the Great Lakes could be pattering on our roofs and quenching our gardens. The puddles in our driveways could be filling up with moisture evaporated from the Mississippi River. And all of this rainy connectedness brings to mind the old saying, right as rain, as it fills up our aquifers with water and our hearts with gratitude. Right as rain. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.